a new thing. Hello, Malcolm here. Welcome to your daily devotional podcast, anchored in Isaiah 43, verse 19, where God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now we're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Nehemiah, and we're continuing again to explore Nehemiah's lament. There's so much here in this first part of chapter one. So part four of Nehemiah's lament. He's had terrible news from Judah and Jerusalem. He's responding with a prayer of lament and after praise and confession, he now moves on to what we would call supplication here in verse 11, uh, verse 8 of chapter 1. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are under the furthest skies, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place at which I have chosen to establish my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great power and your strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Nehemiah's lament continues here and he reviews the consequences of unfaithfulness and I'm going to put some references in the show notes to sections from Deuteronomy that connect with what he's talking about here. You can look those up later. He reminds the Lord of his promises to his people if they are repentant and he reminds God of the special nature of his relationship with the people he has chosen to be his own. And in reminding the Lord that he exercised power and strength in redeeming his people, he's presumably also indicating that he could restore them now. Finally, he concludes with a request for immediate help. He ends his prayer with a request for help because he needs, well, he needs that help because he's about to plan to speak to the king and to speak to the king without being spoken to puts him in danger of losing his life in that particular culture. Nehemiah is prepared to speak to the king at risk of his own life because why he is distraught about God being dishonored by the state of his people in Judah. And nonetheless, even though he feels it deeply, He's not going to go ahead and be rash without God's help. He needs God's help. And so he appeals for success and mercy. Why do you and I sometimes lack the courage to act? It could be a lack of prayer in general, but it may also be a lack of lament. Bringing lament together with praise, intercession and reflection on Scripture and then making a bold request in prayer seems like, seems like a good approach, a healthy one. Max Licardo says this in his book, Fearless. A healthy church, and I guess you could say a healthy Christian, a healthy church is where our fears go to die. We pierce them through with scripture, psalms of celebration and lament. 
We melt them, we melt our fears, in the sunlight of confession. We extinguish them with the waterfall of worship, choosing to gaze at God, not our dreads. Isn't that what Nehemiah does? He gazes at God instead of his fear. What about doing some of that today in your time of quiet with God? Why not take some time, pray about something you wish to do, but for which you lack the courage? Take it to God, gaze at God, not at your fears, and see what that does in helping you to take action on his behalf. And I hope, I hope you find thereby your heart, your life, your congregation, and your whole world inspired by God doing a new thing. Well, until tomorrow, take care, and God bless you.